in this very special, long overdue episode of Making Sparkles, a podcast not about making the musical Sparkle Pony Bear. I, your host, composer-producer to the stars, T.C. Crosser, am going to give you a post-mortem on what was and will forever be known as the worst recording session in history. Just a fair warning, I will probably use explicit language, I will name names, I will name actual studio spaces, I will list out in detail what everyone did wrong, and I just, if that is not your thing and you don't like gossip, this is not an episode you want to hear. Because I'm pissed, I'm on a tear, and this is going to be my therapy session for the next hour and a half. Maybe longer. We'll find out. So before I go any further, for those of you that have lasted this long, um, as I said earlier, my name is TC Crosser. Um, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud with the username TC Crosser. That's T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R, all one word. And now, I just wanted to announce, for the past couple of weeks, I've been actually streaming my work sessions from home in Logic using Twitch. So Twitch used to be a platform where video gamers and the like could show themselves playing video games. Well, now Twitch has expanded, and now they have an entire creative community of artists like myself that now stream our work sessions to show the world how boring it really is to be a composer and producer. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch by going twitch.tv slash sparkleponybear. That's sparkleponybear all one word. Um, it's been a great time so far. I typically only stream for about an hour, hour and a half, Monday through Friday from noon Eastern Standard Time on. Um, there's a nice little community that I work with. I've got people that submit tracks. They, they ask questions. Um, because I'm streaming, because everyone can actually see me, um, I can show them in my own logic sessions and help them navigate through their work while I navigate through mine. Just want to throw out there, it's a lot of fun. Come on, come on over to Sparkle Pony Bear and be part of the fun. And now back to the show. So before I get into all the shit, piss, and vinegar, there are two superstar musicians that I just wanted to thank personally from the bottom of my heart, and that's going to be Kali Chomsky, or C. Chomsky, I probably totally butchered your last name, an amazing violist, um, she was just epic, probably the best violist I've ever worked with, so again, Kali, thank you so much. The other superstar is going to be Maria Eim. Maria Eim is this just stellar out of this world violinist. She not only herself is an amazing musician, but she was able to pull everything together, get additional musicians to show up, which will make more sense as I tell this story from the beginning. Um, and again, if, if you're looking for a violist, I cannot recommend Callie enough. And if you're looking for a violinist, I cannot recommend Maria enough. Their, their rates are reasonable, and again, they're amazing professionals. If you want their direct information, just let me know. You know how to get a hold of me. I'll, I'll, I'll forward their contact info to you. Again, Maria, Callie, thank you so much for making what would have been the worst day of my life into 
at least a fairly entertaining story. Thank you again. So my morning starts at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Call time for the recording session is 9 a.m. I don't do early mornings very well. I, I have a tendency to be pretty cranky in the morning. Just ask my boyfriend. But knowing that, I decided I was going to wake up as early as I could just to do one more double check that I had everything I needed. The last thing you ever want to be is the weakest link in a series of things that have to happen. So 6 a.m. rolls around, I shower up, I get my coffee, I make sure that I have the scores I want. My amazing boyfriend even took the time to print out extra copies of everyone's music just in case, because you never know, people get hit by buses all the time. I made sure my hard drive, my external hard drive with all of my tracks and everything I needed was loaded. I mean, it was overkill. It was an overkill morning, but I came prepared. I even brought my own studio headphones just in case. I'm raring to go. I'm so raring to go that I end up getting, as is usually the case with me, I show up to the, the building that this recording studio is located in about an hour early. I'm on the train. I think it's about like 7.30 in the morning. I text Kaylee, my amazing music supervisor and cellist, just to tell her, hey, I'm on the train. I'm on my way. Typically, Kaylee responds right away, so not hearing a response from her, I was a little concerned, and then in my head I was thinking, oh god, because she lives in Brooklyn, I must have, like, woken her up earlier than her alarm, she's probably, I'm just gonna give her space, she'll be fine. So again, like I said, it's 8am, I show up, uh, I'm super early, so I go to a coffee shop, go to the coffee shop, one more pass through my entire checklist. I make sure everything. I'm going back through my emails. My emails with the audio engineer, the emails to the musicians. I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything. You know, there, there's nothing worse than having an unpleasant surprise because you didn't plan something out properly. But audio engineer, there were a couple of red flags that I was alarmed by. Um, one of them was that he wanted to record everything at 44.1 kilohertz 16-bit. Um, if you are an audio person, you know that that's just unacceptable. That at the very least, if you're doing a real recording session, it needs to be at 96 kilohertz and 24-bit. 44.1 kilohertz 16-bit is the same fidelity as a CD. <laughs> Why why would you record all of this stuff just to have it immediately be in CD quality format? There was concerns like that. There were there were also some concerns about him not fully understanding how the session was going to work. But again, it's four hours, it's one song, it's four string players. How hard could it be? Everyone had vouched for him already, so I was nervous, but I was fine. So I wait, and then finally I think about eight... 40 rolls around and I'm like, okay, 20 minutes before nine, the guy's got to be in and getting set up. Well, I get to the building and the first thing I realize is Kaylee, my music supervisor, is the only one that has everyone's contact info. I only have this audio engineer's email address. So now I'm starting to freak out because I'm realizing one of the biggest things I should have had was everyone's phone numbers on my own phone. I wasn't completely concerned because I was like, Kaylee's going to show up any minute and she's going to make sure all of this stuff works the way it's supposed to. I'm going to be fine. It's all good. Problem is, Kaylee's not there. 
don't know where Kaylee is. It's still a little too early for me to start texting or calling, so I'm just like, I'm going to wait a little bit. So I'm out front of this massive creative arts building called Castle Braid. I'm just waiting around. I'm like, okay. So finally, I think it's like around 8.50, I go to the door of the building, and I go through the little touchscreen directory, and I find the studio that I'm going to record in called Rad Studios. R-A-D Studios. I'm giving you the name of the studio in the building Castle Braid in Bushwick, not because I, <laughs> I encourage using them, the exact opposite. If you ever hear these words, if you ever hear Castle Braid, if you ever hear Rad Studios, if you ever hear the name Damon Dorsey, run in the opposite direction as quickly as humanly possible. If any of your buddies say that, oh, I found this cheap spot, and they use any three of those names, Damon Dorsey, Rad Studios, or Castle Braid, immediately go in the opposite direction or tell them to not pass go. It is... don't. So anyway, 8.50, I go ahead, I punch in the little touchscreen code, it dials Rad Studios. Instead of anyone talking to me, they just unlock the door. Well, so I go in. I'm in a lobby now of this very large, very gentrified creative arts apartment building. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm in the lobby, but I have no idea where the recording studio is. There's no instructions. There's no telling me like where they're located. So I'm just waiting in the lobby. I'm like, okay, well, he let me in. So clearly he's going to realize I'm lost and he's going to just come in and find me anyway. So I'm waiting. The violist, Callie, who I was singing the praises of, who I love, she shows up. Never met her before. Met her right then and there. Complete professional. Super sweet woman. We sat down at a table in the lobby. She had a muffin, and I start texting people. I'm starting to get nervous. I don't have a phone number for Damon, so I email him. Hey, I'm in the lobby. I don't know where to go. Then I start texting Kaylee. Kaylee, I'm with Callie. Where are you? What's going on? Are you all right? Still no response. Then, the violinist, the other superstar I mentioned earlier, Maria I'm. Maria shows up. I meet her for the first time. Super sweet. I kind of go, Kaylee's not here. The other violinist isn't here. And I don't know how to get into the studio. Maria immediately steps up and is like, well, we need to figure this out. Let, let's get this planned out. So we start kind of talking and cajoling. And she's like, well, let me try to get a hold of Kaylee for you. Why don't you try asking some of the tenants and figure out where this recording studio is? So Callie and Maria go off. I have them go get coffee. I don't want them worrying too much. And I don't want to look like I'm a complete jack off. So they go off. Finally, after the fourth tenant, the first three tenants I asked that were in the lobby were like, oh, I didn't know we had a recording studio. Finally, the fourth one was like, oh, you go down this hall, you make a right. You go down this hall, you make another right. You go down these stairs, and there it is. There's no way I would have ever found this on my own. At this point, it's about 9, 10 in the morning. 9, 10 in the morning, we're already 10 minutes over, you know, behind schedule. I go in. There's Damon Dorsey sitting in a chair on his phone. I've been waiting in the lobby for about 20, 25 minutes. This guy never once thought to go, oh, maybe these people are waiting for me because they don't know where I am. You might expect an apology or go, oh, hey. No, he's just like, hey, what's up, man? 
Um, so yeah, so just getting stuff set up. I'm already realizing this isn't going to go the way I want it to go. This is going to get a little bit dicey. Right after that, I get a phone call. It's Kaylee, my music supervisor. The person that was supposed to be there at 8.30 to meet me because (laughs) I am a stressed out little puppy and I need constant hand-holding. Kaylee calls. I'm so sorry. I just woke up. I don't know what happened. I got, I'm going to pull it together. I'm going to just cab it over. I'll be there as soon as I can. In that discourse, I also mentioned, I'm like, hey, um, Amanda Lowe, the violinist that's your best friend that you had already said she was going to be there, she's not here. Kaylee goes, oh, shit. Okay, um, let me figure out what's going on. Kaylee goes off. I get Callie, the violist extraordinaire. Maria, I'm the violinist extraordinaire they come in so the three of us with damon dorsey we're all hanging out and so i mentioned okay i can't get a hold of this amanda Lowe violinist person and kaylee just woke up maria immediately steps into high gear because she knows all of these players and she's like all right let me figure this out so she tries to call amanda doesn't get a response and then goes hey what do you want to do and i was like i can we she's like you know what I got this. I'm going to find another violinist. She literally right then and there reached out to three separate violinists that she knew were in the area and were available, found one, had one booked. We're ready to go with her. Okay. At this point, we're talking about like 9.25, 9.30. So it's 9.30. My music supervisor slash cellist, yes, she's running late. She slept in. Horrible, horrible, horrible on her part. But at least we figured out the other violinist isn't going to show, so we've already replaced her. That person's on the way. Damon Dorsey is still just sitting in a chair with his thumb up his butt, so I finally am like, hey, dude, um, what's the mic setup going to be? Oh, you know, I just, I just threw, you know, I know how to do this. It's all good. I'm just putting them out here. It'll be fine. I'm kind of going with it. I'm like, all right, whatevs, fine, whatever. Just, just get these things set up. So everyone's kind of hanging out in this like control room. The control room is like the size of like a, of like a bedroom, but where he wants to record my four string players is literally in this five foot by five foot shoebox cell that is completely scattered. There's no AC. There's no ventilation, and I'm already going. Oh, this is going to be a really shitty time for them. So. All of a sudden, the other violinist shows up. So now we're only missing Kaylee, (laughs) which is an irony that a person that we had Maria found and booked at the very last minute still got there before Kaylee did. (laughs) So I got my string players still waiting on Kaylee. This Damon Dorsey guy, clearly, I don't know what he's doing at this point. So I just tell the girls, all right, let's get loaded in. Let's just get some sound checks. Let's, Let's get some stuff going. So the first thing we realize is Damon Dorsey doesn't have any real chairs. So if you're recording a string quartet, at the very least, your cellist is going to need a chair. But if you're recording for four hours straight, you're not going to have them standing. They all have to sit. So quickly, we have to start figuring out a way that all four of them can sit. But not only that, me being an audio guy, I want to make sure that what they're sitting on isn't going to be constantly creaking. 
So we've got this hurdle we're dealing with. On top of that, there are no music stands. Even though it had been explicitly stated that we were going to have music that they were going to be recording, Damon Dorsey's like, oh, I think I've got some stands laying around somewhere. No stands. Fortunately, one person did have a stand in their car, which, of course, as you guessed it, was Maria Eim, the forever consummate professional. So Maria goes out, she grabs her stand. And then the rest of it is literally duct taping sheet music to mic stands and trying to cobble together what we can. At this point, Kaylee finally shows up. We kind of explain the 411 on Kaylee. We kind of go, okay, um, we're trying to figure out music stands and we're trying to figure out chairs. So I finally go to Kaylee. I'm like, you need to focus on this. You need to figure this out. So they did. At the same time, I'm also trying to kind of like be suave because we have this brand new violinist who I think her name was Genevieve and I'm so sorry about not knowing your name but amid all the chaos it was just you know memory loss PTSD whatever you call it so we're finally ready to go at this point I'm not kidding you it's about 10 it's about 10 in the morning everyone's in all right fine so I start noticing that Damon, the way he's placing the mics, are a way I've never really seen before. So instead of like, typically when you're in a studio, you directly mic the F holes of each of the instruments. So you'd have four mics, each mic specific to capturing that sound is going to be right up against the F hole of each instrument, and then you're going to have like one or two overhead mics around them to kind of get the ambient sound. This was not the Damon Dorsey way. Oh no, <laughs> because Damon Dorsey kept telling me how he always records string quartets, he knows what he's doing, and this is his mic setup. Who am I but a, <laughs> but, but a simple producer? So I go with it. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm stressed. I'm trying to get this going. Fine, whatever. So what he did was, I'm not shitting you, is he just put a bunch of random mics around the room. There, there was no real direction. Like, I think he meant to have an SM7 hit the cello, but he had it like three feet away from the cello and in between the violist. So I was like, what? I don't know how this is gonna work. But I was like, whatever. On top of that, his computer kept crashing. And I mean, kept crashing. We'd load up this, his session file, and we would start to record just for tests, and it would just crash. So I'm going, okay, this is something I can't fix because I'm not an engineer in software, but you know, you're gonna have to figure this out. While he's doing that, I'm also trying to explain to him how the brakes are gonna come in. Cause I've got backtracks, right? But I, brought, I came prepared. I had everything written out. I had all the stems of the backtracks ready to go. So I'm like, all right, man, we gotta do this. So this is what we're gonna do. Here's the opening backtrack. It's the beginning of the song. You're gonna put it in there. The strings are gonna record under it. And then the strings are just gonna keep recording. And we're going to do that for the full song. We're only backtracking the first part. They're going to record all the way through. And then because you're using Logic, we're going to do multi-take. That means we're going to stop, go back to the beginning, and just re-record everything again. And what we're going to get is a nice list of all the tracks and all of the takes that apply to those tracks. Easy peasy. It's going to be perfect. 
This guy did not understand this. He kept trying to take the backtrack and create a loop effect. So basically, it would only play the first couple of measures and then it would loop back to the beginning. I kept telling him, do not do that. You don't need a loop. I don't want that. The other thing was he kept trying to splice other audio files on top of each other, which I still don't understand why he did it that way or why he was doing that because all it did was it was cutting everything off which didn't really matter because after about 10 to 15 measures of recording, his entire system crashed. The first system crash was because he didn't have enough hard drive space on his computer. That was like five separate crashes that he had to reboot his computer. Then he cleared out a bunch of space and his second set of system crashes were because the motherfucker forgot to empty his fucking recycle bin in his computer. Just because you delete something doesn't remove it. You have to empty the recycle bin. So then we empty the recycle bin. And then there were five more crashes. This is literally going on while I'm trying to get the musicians ready. The musicians are an hour late. Not because of Maria or Callie's fault, but because of Kaylee and this Amanda Lowe violinist that never fucking showed up. You can see, this is where I start to get worked up. So, so now we've got this whole scenario, right? I'm trying to get the musicians. The music isn't super hard, but it, it, it requires a lot of interaction, right? Um, I've already done full breakouts of this. So in previous episodes, you understand like the intricacy of the opening movement, right? There's a lot of dialogue that happens. There's a lot of back and forth. Like the, the cello starts the line, the violist picks it up, violin two goes from there, violin one goes from there, and they all kind of weave in and out of each other. It's a lot of break points and stuff that everyone has to be on the same page of. This is also, I didn't want to use click track because it was like, I want them to have that kind of flexibility and freedom. But we never got a full take of anything because the computer kept crashing. Because the computer kept crashing, I didn't have enough time to actually test the levels. I didn't have enough time to actually solo instruments to go, you're telling me that this track with this mic that's three feet away from the instrument it's supposed to be recording, and in between that instrument is another instrument, you're telling me that that's still going to isolate the cello sound. I didn't have because of the chaos and because we kept rebooting the computer, I didn't have enough time to actually solo it to hear and make sure that that was what it was doing. As you can tell, it didn't. What ended up happening was it was five mics that were all capturing the same exact sound because in a five by five cell cube for these poor people that are trying to record, it's not really pointing at any specific thing. It's just capturing everything. But because the system kept crashing, I didn't have the time or the luxury of just soloing each mic to hear how it sounded. And on top of that, what I was really hearing in his mix was a very highly compressed mashup of all of these separate mics recording the same exact thing. So it just sounded like a big mix of mono. Other thing I kept telling him was, I don't want any effects. I don't want reverb. I don't want any EQ. I want to make sure that I've got the purest raw sound because I'm just going to take this logic file and then I'm going to take it and use it in my own studio. And I'm going to do all my mixing and all my effects and all my mastering from my home studio just to make sure. Well, 
What I didn't notice, and I figured out later, was that he had everything routed out of his board into a whole rack of analog effects that were creating reverb, delays, um, stereo spreads. And I was realizing that there were effects, but I couldn't find them, and he wasn't telling me. It wasn't until after I got home, after all this chaos, that I realized that the entire time it was like a snake oil salesman. The sound he was, I was hearing was not the sound that was being recorded. It was apples and oranges. So even though I was pissed, and even though the system kept crashing, I thought at the very least... We're rec- we literally were recording like 15 measures at a time. Like we would get through a section until it crashed and then I would have them come back in a couple measures before and record, it would crash. Okay, stop, couple measures before, record, and then it would crash. This is how we recorded for two hours. For two full hours, the system just kept crashing so we just kept going back and literally, I was like, I w- it will take me two weeks but I will just digitally in logic splice everything together. In the back of my head, I'm going, this will be a really fun story. And because I'm on Twitch every day, people will watch me try to piece this really shitty session together and everyone will have a great laugh. And because the musicians themselves were so amazing and so awesome sounding, I'll at least have that to kind of lean on. But I didn't. Because everything I was hearing was being manufactured, not at the point of it being recorded digitally, but after the fact, through all of his post-process. That's a whole other story. So finally, it's 12. I still have an hour left on the clock. I feel like I've recorded enough takes that I've pieced things together. But at this point, the computer kept getting worse, and it kept crashing. At the same time, there's no air circulation, so the musicians are starting to get overheated, and they're starting to get tired, and they're starting to get confused by what's happening. I'm confused by what's happening. So finally, I call time of death. I call time of death at 12.05 p.m. After the, the computer crashed one final time, he's rebooting the system, He's like, well, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just keep going. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. And I finally just said, you know what? I'm done. I can't. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep having the computer reboot. I, I wasn't even that articulate. I, the entire time, of it, I, I did keep my cool. I was like, all right, I'm just going to chill the fuck out. But I literally <laughs> just went, I'm done. And put my stuff away. And I opened the door to these four amazing, beautiful, talented women and went, you guys are rock stars. Thank you so much. Please tell me Kaylee paid you. The three, other than Kaylee, all like, oh yeah, yes, we've gotten paid. I was like, okay, good. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait for us to work together in the future, but, but I'm done. Everyone starts packing up. Kaylee, of course, starts packing up, and I'm like, uh, Kaylee, I need you to stick behind. We, we need to have a talk, which she was fully aware of, and she knew this was going to happen. So everyone leaves, and I'm like, and this Damon Dorsey at Rad Studios in the Castle Braid building in Bushwick starts freaking out. 
he had all fucking morning and day to freak out and try to make things right. But he waited until I called it at 12.05 time of death to all of a sudden be like, well, well, we could still do more passes. Like, we could find other ways. I could probably try to record it like that. And I'm like, we're done, dude. Like, it's 12.05. Anything more I'm going to do at this point is only going to stress everyone out more. And more importantly, it's going to stress me out. I'm not going to get what I want. I feel like I've spent all this time... We've stitched together enough things. We've pasted it together. I think I can get it to work. All I need is for you to take the files, put them on my external hard drive, and verify that they still open. Oh, okay. I got that. So it took him, I don't know why, but it took him like five or ten minutes to even try to figure out how to put them onto my external hard drive that was already plugged into his computer. And so I'm waiting with Kaylee. I just want to get the fuck out of there. I don't ever want to see this guy again. And it's not working. And I'm trying to figure out why Why is this taking so long to load? And I'm like, hey. And he's like, oh, it's, it says right here. It's only a couple more seconds. A couple seconds turned into a couple minutes. I look to the right-hand second monitor he has all the way in the corner. And I notice he never actually saved or closed his fucking logic session. So, of course, then I have to have him close the logic session, which immediately, all of a sudden, everything finally, like, loads onto my hard drive. And then he opens the hard drive. Because everyone's out, because I finally have some time to breathe, I look at the logic session he has open, and I go, Hey, why do you have all these buses and sends that I didn't see in the previous mix? Oh, it's because I had those tracks hidden because you didn't need to see them. They were just going out to other sources. And I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. Why is it not all just in the box? He was like, oh, because I need, you know, for my speakers so I can hear it through the different speakers and stuff. And I was like, okay, so there was no post done on this. There's nothing going out that's affecting what I heard. No, 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 it's just for the speakers. I was like, fine. Verified that what it was playing i was like okay i mean we didn't listen to anything extensively because i hate this man and i want to get the fuck out of there so i pack everything up pack up my hard drive i kind of go on my merry way my boyfriend's texting me little i love you memes i have don't even have the heart to tell him what happened and how bad this is (laughs) i just kind of go with it so i put everything in my backpack And at that point, I walk with Kaylee to have a nice, well, what will end up being the first part of my postmortem on this. And I like that. (laughs) I've only got, I I, I only rambled for 30 minutes. The reason it's only 30 minutes is because it's actually heavily redacted and edited. Um, I recorded this and... I'm not shitting you. This went on for a full two hours, and it was me swearing, and it, it was not pretty. So I'm starting over. I, I'm, I'm just. We're, we're gonna take a. We're all gonna take a collective breath as a group. <sighs> okay. So, I walk with Kaylee. We're done. The damage has been done. She's aware of what has been done. I think it's kind of like 
it's kind of like when you get in a really, really bad fight with with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or your wife. You have that huge fight, and you do all that like emotional growth and development from it. But it's like there's always that moment right afterward where it's just like you're just numb. Like like it it's the point between where all of the emotions have gotten out. And all the healing starts to begin. So so you're kind of in this weird... It just feels like a void. Like, you're just kind of like... You're very non-emotional about it. So so in that kind of, like, space between, I was able to kind of map it out. And I did reassure. I was like, look, shit happens. Stuff always goes awry. I don't know what I got out of these recordings. But at least I know I really want to work with these musicians. I know I never want to hear the name Damon Dorsey or the name Amanda Lowe ever again. And I think moving forward, I will just completely take over the recording studio aspect and you will be in charge of the musician aspect. I think from this, I also learned that I'm always going to follow my gut. I think there were, you know, in the original email correspondences with Damon Dorsey, um, I realized that there were some huge red flags that I overlooked because at the end of the day, I just wanted to record and I just wanted it. And I didn't take the time to really think it through. And I listened to too many other people telling me, because it wasn't just Kaylee that was vouching for him. Multiple people were vouching for this guy. So I just went with it. And, And at the end of the day, it was my project, it's my passion, it's my money, so why would I leave anything up to interpretation? So I just kind of reiterated this, and I explained this, and I said, the, the plan of attack is not to, to fire Kaylee, the plan of attack is not to go, well, let's just, we'll do it again, and we'll figure it out, and we'll do it right next time. Like, the plan of attack was, all right, we had two really bad apples in here, Amanda Lowe and Damon Dorsey. Whether or not Kaylee had shown up on time is, is almost inconsequential to that because at the end of the day, we got the spare violinist we needed who was amazing. And at the end of the day, Damon's computer crashing had nothing to do with Kaylee being late. So although it is a separate issue, that raises concern and does upset me as I start to get a little tense in my voice. It's like, I also realize that I am a time Nazi. I expect everyone to always be on time because I'm always on time. In fact, I have the opposite problem. I'm always too early to everything because maybe it's my desire to please everyone because my mother was a horrible human being. I don't know. (laughs) That's, That's... Anyone's guess. Years of therapy will probably figure that one out. So, yeah, I Kaylee does amazing work. You know how much I love Kaylee. Uh, I can't do this without Kaylee. I need her extra ear. I need her critique. I think moving forward, it's that I, I didn't rely enough on my gut, and instead I kind of let the kids kind of run the, the hen house a little bit too much. So... And as you can tell, I'm much calmer. (laughs) I needed to get that two hours of me just going, the motherfucker, the fucking son of a bitch, you fuck you up. I got that all out. 
You don't need to hear that. In fact, that little snippet, that's all you need to hear about how pissed I was. Um, at the end of it, the, the postmortem is the recordings were unusable. Um, apparently, what had happened was he had patched all of the sounds that I was hearing were not actually in the box. He, he had a pass-through that everything was going through. I think it was like some analog reverb, an analog EQ adjustment. There was a lot of stuff that was happening that I was hearing that was not actually being recorded. And because of the chaos and because the system kept crashing, I never took the time to solo anything out. So I'm at home. So, you know, I get home. I have a nice, really long, cathartic cry with my boyfriend, which I'm not, I, it's an emotional experience. This, this entire instrumental project is a very autobiographical, emotionally driven project. It is my therapy. It's my way of telling my story. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I was really, really upset. Um, the recordings are unusable. Uh, that's a long story short. It, there, there's crackle in there. So apparently all of the wire connectors going into the computer, there must have been something wrong with it. The mic placement, because there was so little room to point mics in this little shoebox, it was just, it just sounds like one really loud mono mix. Um, it's just, nothing was isolated. It just, yeah. It, as I kind of put it to Kaylee in my email to her afterward, it was like, I could spend 40 plus hours trying to fix this. And even then, it still wouldn't sound as good as the 30-second audio clip I made on my phone that I put on Instagram. So, you have that. <laughs> so, you know, go to TC Crosser on Instagram. Load up that little 30-second clip. You'll at least hear how amazing the musicians were. I was very happy with them. And they were, you know, they were awesome. So, so I was... <sighs> originally going to go through the whole like okay well here's the new studio and here's the new setup and here's everything we're going to do and here here's the email that i sent to that studio and and all of that i'm i'm going to hold off it you're only getting a good 40 minute chunk of this craziness i think that's enough i think that's good enough for right now um if you want to hear more or you want to hear me cry more uh, by all means, go on Twitch, twitch.tv slash sparkleponybear. Again, I'm on noon Eastern Standard Time for about an hour, an hour and a half, Monday through Friday. Uh, again, social media, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, SoundCloud are all under TC Crosser, T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R. Um, I appreciate all of you that have listened. I appreciate all of you that provide feedback and, and send funny little memes and jokes and, and all of that is great. Uh, and yeah, I, I hope at the very least you heard this kind of chaotic, crazy story and, and, and you just learned from it, right? And you learn before you go in the studio yourself um, that you make sure that when you're communicating with these audio engineer yahoos, that every single thing is mapped out. Even 
to down to making sure there are four chairs and four music stands and four pairs of headphones. Um, I think the greatest takeaway is do not let yourself feel insecure about asking a question. At the end of the day, you're giving them money for something. You have the power and the authority to be able to ask a question. Even if it's a stupid question, they're still going to be forced to answer it, and at least it starts the dialogue. And, and yeah, that's all I have on that. Get swifty. God, get swifty. All right, guys. I, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Uh, crispy, crispy taco. I don't know. I don't. Oh, man. I had a, I had a thing. Was, I don't know. All right. I'm out. Bye.